welcome to Mojo Moments. I'm Thane Calder, and I'm doing a weird voice, but I'm with my buddy here, Mark Delinsky. What's up, buddy? Uh, what's up? Do you know what I've been doing recently as part of like keeping my mojo up and lifted? Whenever I feel a little lull in my mojo, I like to go on the hunt for things, and I like to like watch movies or TV shows or, and things like that, different types of music that I haven't necessarily heard to, to stimulate ideas. And one thing I did recently... Um, because I've had a little bit of time, is I've I've started watching the Godfather series. Mm-hmm. Now I've always seen bits and pieces because it's been on TV like every weekend for the past thirty years. It always seems like it's on TV somewhere. Or they're doing a Godfather weekend. Have you? When was the last time you saw the Godfather? If you've ever seen the Godfather, the last time I saw Godfather was when Godfather Three came out. And my mother and I went on Christmas Day or Boxing Day. To see Godfather 3. Yeah, which is kind of weird. And what's his name? There's brothers that are in – there's three brothers that are all actors. The Baldwins? Yes, the Baldwin guy who's in Godfather 3 takes off his shirt and all the girls in the place – squeal out of fear because he is a bear <laughs> harry i don't know if you remember that and maybe you i haven't seen godfather done... 3 that's what i'm going through i was going through because i'd always seen bits and pieces but i never sat down and really looked like i know all the references it's just i never really gone like okay i'm gonna sit and i'm gonna watch this almost critically so I, I was sitting there and watching The Godfather. I'm now halfway through the 29 hours of Godfather 2. We haven't yet killed Fredo, but we're on the way to doing it. And and I was wait wait you, now you just ruined it for everyone. Yeah okay. So if you haven't seen Godfather 2, Fredo gets killed. But I'm you know, going through this stuff. Like, first of all, did you enjoy The Godfather? Like, has The Godfather been part of you in your life growing up? Like, did, was it a staple in your no, family? No, I mean, no, you went to see no. it on day one coming out godfather three so it must have yeah been but that's because that's because we my parents had divorced my brother and sister weren't there and christmas used to have all this sort of magic mojo for us and then suddenly it was just my mom and i alone at christmas and we we're like oh let's go see a movie and sort of drown ourselves in hollywood distraction so you picked the worst of the godfathers <laughs> to go and see it wow. i at least we knew it'd be long <laughs> At least we knew we could sit together and not have to talk for three and a half hours. So you teed up this sort of rhetorical question. What were you trying to get at? What's your point? Well, What's no, your my, point? I, it wasn't really rhetorical. It was just something I was doing. And then it got me thinking like about Montreal and potholes and 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 the potentially nefarious business practices. I'm so glad you did the, the doc connection because I was trying to figure out why are we talking about godfathers like and, it's, it was, and, okay. it's been boosting okay. my mojo. Okay. I'm confused. I, like, I, I, I don't, maybe I'm just a simpleton or maybe I'm not American, but I don't feel that the Godfather was that amazing. No, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And we'll probably have cinephiles will get on us and go, no, you didn't capture the lighting in that scene. The lighting is great. I, I appreciate the lighting because it's actually really interesting. Like looking well, at I, it. From I, a, oh, see, I picked up on but it. But you did. The I would say of it is really interesting. In terms but of what's his name? Like, the director guy. Um, the director. Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, Coppola to me. And so if you want to ask the sort of movie I've seen too many times in my life, that remains up there on my top three is 
Yes. Is it Apocalypse Now? Yeah, yeah. Again, lighting, super, very important. And Brando doing his weird, awesome scenes in there. So I have a lot of respect for that that film from the same director. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there going through the Godfather. I'm like, I know this is like one of those core, it's a cornerstone of cinema history. And I'm, I'm just sitting there going, nah. I mean, I like I like how dark it is. I, I, I'm watching it late at night while everyone's asleep in my house, which is the only way I can watch movies these days. But I, I liked it being a nice, dark, shrouded, you know, quiet movie, which was nice. But I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're doing a riff today. We don't have guests. Uh, it's because no one wants to be on our podcast. So we keep just filling the airwaves and burning up the digital energies to keep bringing you our mojo. So uh, that's what we're going to do is we're going to do our riff today. And And we got a good one today. We're going to talk about potholes. Yeah. And that's it. So here we are. We're recording everything now. Good. Because everything that comes off our riffs are worth keeping. I mean, that's debatable, but sure. What do you know about riffs? I looked it up, dude. I'm doing my homework. Like, I'm not leaving you to be the only one doing the smarty pants trick here. (laughs) Like, I figured out your thing. You do homework. That's the difference. So I looked it up. You know what a riff is? Uh, A repeated chord progression. That's if you play jazz. It's actually it's actually an ostinato fa- phrase, as in jazz, typically supporting a solo improvisation. Interesting. So I guess that's what but this the, is. With the, yes, but they have other. That's number one. Number two is a rapid, energetic, often improvised verbal outpouring, especially one that is part of a comic performance. Uh-huh. Well, that's debatable Pressure. again. Again, and third, a succinct, usually witty comment. What I like is there's a key word here is a succinct. So that means our riffs should have a bit of a succinct vibe and maybe a comic component to it or not. Whilst being improvised? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Improvised short and sweet with a point and maybe a joke. So why are we here today? We're here to talk about... Mojo? I'm just going to take a guess. Is it Mojo? Yeah, and what is Mojo all about, buddy? It's about good vibes. What, what do you want to focus on today? What do you want to start with? I want to talk about what's happening right now as I was driving today. <laughs> and uh, it's called the pothole. Now, I don't know if you've heard the data. You might have seen the data. It's in the headlines of our news here in Montreal that uh, we are now uh, officially the worst roads in Canada ever since I've been running this by CAA, which is like the AAA of, you know, the Canadian Auto Association. So the CAA has been running this thing for about, I don't know how many years. Since the beginning of them doing this, Montreal has won this prize every year for the worst roads in Canada. That's pretty good, no? Like, that's like... Kind of like the Canadians Stanley Cup run back in the glory days, you know, when there was only how many teams? Yeah. We're winning. We're winning the pothole war. Yeah. I it, mean, it's a cool survey. I was skimming through it. So, it's, yeah, you said CAA put up this report. So, the cost of poor roads in Canada. 
and it's hilarious because Quebec has by far the worst roads. We pay on average $258 per person in terms of the annual cost that it, it, it results in for your vehicle. And there's a great stat I was, I was skimming through. In terms of overall road quality, more than half of the highways in Quebec are deteriorated or show signs of deterioration, with more than 10% being rated very poor. So so I did my homework too there, Mark, because I'm not letting you be the only one doing the homework. I think Bolivia is the only other country that has the worst <laughs> roads. And that's because they have like the Andes Mountains and people die, you know, because they got, I don't know, you know, like mudslides. We just just have bad roads because we don't know how to look after them. And you know what's kind of weird? is you cross the border in Ontario, or even better, you go into Vermont when we could, pre-pandemic, and their roads, you know, everyone's asked because it's cold. It's our climate. I'm not sure the climate changes across the border when you just walk across from Quebec into Vermont. I haven't seen a big climate shift in there. <laughs> but somehow their roads are pretty incredible compared to ours. So... It's it's more of a human factor. So that's why, you know, the Bolivia angle is like they just got some serious nature issues to deal with and, and different levels of economies. But we are just really doing a crap job of managing our roads. I think that's what it is. It's always pretty funny. In a previous life, I was a tour guide. And when I was when I was doing it with uh, with these bus drivers, I would chat with them all the time. And they'd always they would always bring it up. It was funny. You would take the 401 from along Ontario and then you cross over to the 20 and they would always make the same joke that the roads become immediately worse as soon as you cross the border. And for the, for the longest time, that was absolutely true. You would cross and then there would be the rumbling. But at one point they actually fixed that stretch as soon as you crossed the border. So that it was smoother than the Ontario side. Yeah. So, yeah, but it was only for like a kilometer stretch, and then that was it. And then it went back to being terrible again. But it was just they wanted to get rid just of that. Just the, the little bit. Yeah. The, the, yeah. You know, it's like, uh, what's the expression? You know, the the first, uh, what do you say to people? First cut is the deepest. The first impressions matter. Or, no, what's the expression? The first. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, well, I look at that. That's what's going on in my pothole brain. So. Back to your numbers there, the CAA, 258 bucks. Is the average spend per vehicle or cost per vehicle in Quebec because of our potholes, right? Yep. I want to know what number two is, just to get a sense of what's the difference here. Like, is number two kind of like close to us or where are we at? Number two is is PEI with $164. So almost a hundred dollars more than PEI, and then if you, if you go below that, you're you, you don't have the like the expense. So we're like by far the worst. Yeah, the national average is one hundred twenty six dollars, and we're at two hundred and fifty eight. So it's not like because in the in the report they do outline the same stuff that you would assume generally. You know, they say roads deteriorate over time due to age, weather conditions, heavy traffic, inadequate maintenance, and like obviously with Canadian. Climate, the freeze-thaw is a problem, so the fluctuations in temperature cause the problems, and then they get bigger, and then that, we understand you know, contraction and expansion. It makes sense. 
But what I've always thought is fascinating, and maybe you can teach me this, El Capitano. Is yeah, this would be a first. This would be a first for sure. There's a long history in Quebec of, let's just say, nefarious business practices. Is that partly to blame? I feel this is a bit of a Quebec bashing moment, and you know, for your adopted province, <laughs> it's an honest question because the, yeah, it's a staggering I'm, difference from every other province. It's not like there's a drastic difference in in. I know where you're going. You're trying to suggest that there's collusion, and I'm not saying there the is. Industry. I'm saying that there has been a, a, a history of it. You think back to the Montreal Olympics and the and the overruns and all of the buildings that were created because there were contracts made that okay can i just cut you off here can i cut you off here you're gonna cut me off anyways yeah i know but this is not the cbc or bbc and your wannabe informational deep uh documentarian i'm thinking the reason why there is a massive disparity it's got to be an issue with the construction of the road roads in and of themselves that's that that has to be one of the reasons why there's such a disparity regardless of whether that is true or not I actually find the potholes in the roads to be good for Mojo. Okay. Tell me why. One of the things I... Is that because we're that's our show, so it's the Mojo, we got to find the Mojo in the pothole? No, I, I find that with, with the road, I actually really like driving in Montreal. I find driving in Montreal is the best city in Canada to drive in, which is a somewhat controversial opinion, because... A, I find most drivers in Montreal are actually pretty decent, but also I think it's in part due to those potholes because you have to pay attention when you're driving because if you don't, you will destroy your car. So you have to be focused on the road at all times, which means you have to be focused on the people around you as well. So you're not just zoning out and going on autopilot as you're driving around the city. You can't. You have to be engaged and you have to be mindful as you are driving of so many different things not only the intensity of the drivers but the road conditions themselves because you might like there was a there's a a hole near us that was a hole someone threw a bunch of gravel on top of it then the gravel became a mound so it became a bump instead (laughs) of a hole for a couple weeks so everyone was then swerving around it and driving into like oncoming traffic to get out of the way so they had to focus on like two lanes of traffic and potholes like a crosswalk and it was insane, but you had to be focused. So I actually really like driving around the city. You must have been in debating in high school or something. So you're finding why potholes are good. And you use, did you say potholes inspire mindfulness? Or They do. I think you should write a book about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is no. what's going to get me on the CBC thing. This mindful connection to potholes. This is what's going to work, buddy. Mindfulness. Of potholes. Okay, we'll leave that there. I'll give you my one one serious mojo shout out to the pothole. Is it just that in French it's need pull? Uh, dude, are you reading my notes? How does the camera <laughs> through this thing? That's literally the coolest name for a pothole is a need pull. It's like, so translation is like, uh, uh, um, what's a pool in, in English? A, a, chicken, a chicken, chicken nest. Chicken nest? And so you almost want to hug it, man. It's like when you hear need pool, you're like, oh, that's like a huggable, cute thing until you hit it in your car. But And then you have to get your fucking suspension changed. 
Anyway, anyway, how that became the French term, I mean, I, I get the visual. I'm not stupid. I get the, the, the visual symbolism here, but it's just too cute. It's too, they made it cute. It's like something that's a pothole is not cute. But when you. Yeah, it's like if, if, if it was called like Grandma Killer, <laughs> like you'd be, you'd be like, oh, we need to remove all these Grandma Killers from the road. But when it's like, oh, there's all these little chicken nests around, whatever. Or Those calling them a fuck. <laughs> yeah. when I, so when I'm not being mindful and I hit them and I have these, uh, these stupid, you know, low profile tires because i want to i grew up you want to look cool well because i grew up in a small town and it was all gravel roads so now i'm in the city and i want to and i like cars and it's stupid i know so i have these stupid sporty wheels and when i hit the man it literally sends a bullet shot through my skull and into my teeth and when my kids are with me it's like this is the one moment we're all allowed to yell together to swear. and swear and all when that's what we do. So anyway. Well, yeah, because if you hit them hard enough, they have to walk yeah. to school. So. Anyway, <laughs> and when they were younger and I'd be yelling, uh, fuck, and they'd be going, what did you say? I'd say, I said, fox, there's a fox over there. <laughs> did you see that fox <laughs> on St. <Saint> Catherine? <laughs> anyway. I don't even know what he's doing here. It's so astounding. I have one more since the data you provided me earlier. I'm going to throw one other mojo benefit. Of the pothole. It's good for the economy, man. It creates jobs. If every car is spending 258 bucks, I think you quote it. 50, yeah, 258 bucks. That's a lot of... Now, you could say, well, the money could be saved and put into better things, whatever. I'm still making the case the Mojo Potholes also has economic job creation benefits. And I'll leave it at that. Such a businessman well, yes. at heart. Holy shit. I mean, I think the the little machine that goes around that, that has like the little like uh, almost like reverse vacuum that like shoots out the little tar gravel bits. Yeah, it's called the pothole pooper. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and it shoots out that thing, and then something comes over and tamps it down. I find that quite interesting. I actually think, and we'll have to now do our research, and maybe you have already. I think that's a Quebec invention, that thing. Well, you have an entire industry built around repairing roads because yeah. it's all corrupt, presumably. Do you know how many potholes there are in Montreal? 75,000. I Googled it. 220,000. <laughs> <laughs> and on a good year, they fixed 40,000. That's astronomical. With the, with the pooper, the, the, the pothole pooper, or whatever you want to call it. Patcher. I guess it's a patcher, not a pooper. But anyway... Do you have any last thoughts on the potholes before we lose, go into the negative of our listenership? <laughs> Mindful pothole man. Uh, there, there was a cool thing a couple of years ago in Panama City where they put these little sensors inside different potholes. And as soon as people drove over them, that pothole would tweet to, to get people to focus on the potholes themselves and get them fixed. So it was a fun way of, of turning something that was a negative into a fun, creative expression. Wait, I'm trying to see. And the pothole would tweet? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. So anyway, look, dude, I think I think we've run a, the pothole story here. Yeah. No? Like, are we good? I think we're good. I think we've riffed this thing to, to, to its... This podcast has become its own metaphorical pothole. 
<laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah. On that note, thanks to all six of our listeners. See you next time. <laughs>